0: Welcome in. It is your Wednesday edition of Locked On Senators, your local experts on the Ottawa Senators Daily News, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. Another solo show for you today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Chris Parliament, coming to you from Woodstock, Ontario. Ross Levitan making a bit of an embarrassing blunder flying out of Newark tonight. As the Sens play at the Prudential Centre, as the eldest member of the crew, I would expect a little bit more veteran savvy, but nonetheless, safe flight buddy. Hope you get home okay. And Pilsey, Brandon Pillar, He is battling through a healing mouth, and out on the road today, conducting some business on summer tires. So if, I'm sure if you're listening from Ontario, you're cringing a little bit right now. And speaking of cringing, last night... Sorry, last time we talked, Senators, they had just come off a cringe worthy. loss to Carolina and head into, as I said, the Prudential Center tonight. Tonight, the name of the game is accountability. And as a young team growing into a new system, it's important to put the last game behind you and move forward and find success. And tonight, I think it's going to have to be a hard hat and lunch pail blue collar performance to find success in the game. A couple weeks ago, head coach DJ Smith called out his team's work ethic and the squad responded with a win. Not only did they respond with a win, but number 7, Brady Kachuk went to work, playing one of the best games of his career, and probably the best I've ever seen him play. He scored twice, and he outworked everyone, threw his body around. And when a player can respond like that, in that sort of way, not only with the work ethic, but produce offensively, that in my mind is the mark of a good captain. Now, like I said, Ross still away, but he somehow read my mind. And he already has the poll up on Twitter with the question, if you had to pick today, who would get the C? You only got two choices. He made it real easy on you. Brady Kachuk and Thomas Shabbat. Now, at the start of the year, I would have picked Thomas Shabbat to be the captain of this senator's team because he's an elite defender, he's groomed under the last captain for a little while. He wasn't there for a long time under Eric Carlson as a captain, but he came in with this season with that big paycheck and everybody's thinking, all right, this is a building block on the back end. This is a guy that this Senator's team in the future is going to be built around. He's calm with the puck. He shows poise and that constant calmness. It can be ideal in a leadership role because you're looking at a guy. It's not always what you stand up and say in the dressing room. It's, Let the game speak for yourself, and if he's out there, he's making plays, and he constantly brings that offensive output and steady defense from the back end, that's someone that you can look at and say, hey, he's leading with his play, I gotta follow up, I gotta pull up my socks and get there, do the things that I'm expected to do well, do it consistency like he is. Again, ideal. Also, let's not forget that he is a French speaker, and that can be ideal in this market. He's in front of the local press and speaking in French. It's, it's never a bad thing to uh, kind of put that guy in that role where he's going to be able to succeed. However, the question on the poll says, if you had to pick today, and right now I'm recording, it's about 1.50 in the afternoon on Wednesday. And uh, if I'm going to refresh the poll here, it's currently at 65% Brady Kachuk over Thomas Shabbat. My pick included. Today, I would take Brady Kachuk. And I talked about it a little bit earlier. He was able to respond when DJ Smith came out and called out the entire team. He sat Bobby Ryan, biggest contract on the team, said, if you're not working, you're not going to be playing for my team. As I mentioned, Brady Kachuk went out and worked. And tonight, he's coming in hot. So you got to expect the same type of performance that he puts in every night that's been getting him points in the last couple of games. I believe he's riding a three-game point streak coming in. It was uh, kind of unnecessary as a bit of a garbage time goal, but hey, he's finding the score sheet consistently, and that's another thing that you can do. if you're. I talked about Thomas Shabbat being a consistent leader with his play. I mean, if you're constantly seeing a guy like Brady Kachuk put up points, it's pretty easy to try and follow that trend. And he's also in a system right now where he is kind of the focal point of what makes this team successful. And if you remember back to the Senators' last captain, it was that one-through-one system that was entirely built around Eric Carlson, and that was what made him the captain. He's going to function the best in a system that's built around his skill set. And I very much believe that that's what DJ Smith has set out to do with the Ottawa Senators in this season. And it's exemplified that he, that Brady Kachuk is the guy working the hardest below the goal line, When the puck gets filtered to the net, he's the one there banging away. And again, he works the hardest out of everybody. So if DJ Smith is preaching hard work, it just makes sense to give him the C. I like the way DJ Smith has the entire team playing. And again, it's exemplified in the play of Brady Kachuk, who, again, is on a point streak. But every time I think about a guy like Brady Kachuk, who's bringing a little bit something different to the game. I said Thomas Shabbat was a bit of a quiet guy. Brady Kachuk is the exact opposite of that, and we often joke, and Ross has tweeted from the account a couple different times that the NHL is kind of doing us a disservice by not having a solo camera on Brady Kachuk because of the shenanigans he gets up to on every single night, every time he's on the ice. He's funny on the bench. He's always got guys laughing. He's got a screwdriver in the side of the head, making GIF of the year probably in the NHL last year. And it's a guy that's always engaged that keeps other guys around him excited too. And I always think back when I see guys jawing away on the bench constantly to something Ray Ferraro said one time that really kind of stuck with me. When he, he was in his playing days, he was a although he was a smaller guy, he was always running his mouth, constantly going. And he said he had countless coaches and referees and other players just turn around and tell him, shut up, Ray. Just stop. So he would—he did his best. He said he tried. He would stop talking, and when he did that, he said he felt like a passenger in the game. So if you want a guy that's kind of piloting the game and playing his best, I think Brady Kachuk's going to be the guy keeping everybody else going. So right now, he's my pick as number one. And when you're talking about leading, something Gord Miller said kind of stuck with me at the, in during the last broadcast, and that was talking about Andrei Sveshnikov, who went two picks above Bertie Kachuk in the draft, and he was brought in, he's on the top line in Carolina, and he's expected to produce and lead the way offensively. Well, that was kind of a system that Bertie Kachuk was put into as well. He was up on the top line for most of his rookie season last year, playing with Mark Stone and Colin White, and not only was he brought in to lead offensively. In a, in a way, he did, so he scored 20 goals in his rookie season, let's not forget. But he was also a leader on the ice in a guy that was fighting, sticking up for teammates. He was the loud guy on the bench. So you see those leadership qualities kind of forced on him and accepted gracefully from Brady Kachuk. So it's always something excited to see when a young player gets those roles and is able to fulfill them. Now, the NHL.com put out the preview for the, today's game, as they always do, and in their Let's Set It section... This is what Thomas Shabbat had to say about teammate Brady Kachuk. Kachuk's a guy who can always make plays, but at the same time he's very annoying to play against. I think he's not afraid to get in the blue paint or get in the face of another player, and that's something positive to have on your team. So maybe uh, Thomas Shabbat didn't see our poll on Twitter today and maybe needs to work on his campaigning skills if he's vying for the C on his jersey. But as you can see, it's another leader on this team saying what Brady Kachuk does is very much appreciated around the room. Again, that's from the NHL preview on NHL.com. Another place where you can see the lineup for tonight where there has been some big changes and trying to find a little bit more consistency. Now fellas, let's talk about consistency and confidence and when it comes to confidence in bed. BlueChew.com That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first ever chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know that they work. You can take them at any time, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready whenever the opportunity strikes. Right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use a special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's blue 2com Promo code MLB to try it free. Blue Chew is better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Now getting back to the lineup where consistency is trying to be found up the middle of the ice, but today you're not going to see consistent lineup from the last time the Senators took to the ice because there's been lots of movement. Yesterday on the show we talked about Logan Brown coming back into the lineup, and while he did disrobe the non-contact jersey in practice, he unfortunately is still out of the lineup. I said I would like to see him up between Brady Kachuk and Anthony Duclair, It is not going to take place tonight. Again, he's out of the lineup. Don't know when he'll be back. However, it's not Chris Tierney in the middle of Brady Kachuk and Anthony Duclair tonight. It is the red-hot Jean-Gabriel Pajot taking over the first-line centerman role and probably wondering, where'd Chris Tierney go? Well, all the way down to the fourth line, where he'll be between Philip Schlappich and Tyler Ennis tonight. Well, that's interesting for me. I want to talk about the second line for tonight's game, and that is Colin White, Nick Paul, and Connor Brown, where that is very exciting for me because... That's starting to look a lot like that top line. And why it looks like the top line is because it is built around speed and size that will be able to get cycle game going. Again, Colin White hopping up on that second line, so in his third game back you'll probably see some more minutes tonight. But Connor Brown and Anthony Duclair, they've been very consistent performers for the Senators this year, and a lot of that has to do with speed and moving the puck north, as an old hockey cliche goes but getting the puck deep into the zone and letting guys like Brady Kachuk and now Nick Paul, who are playing on their wings, to be around the net and create stuff below the goal line. So that's very exciting for me to see tonight. Another thing that's very kind of confusing is seeing a little bit of a shakeup in the bottom six forwards as JC Boden hops over Chris Tierney, who I mentioned was on the fourth line. Bobby Ryan will be playing on his wing tonight alongside Vladislav Nemestikov on the left side. So interesting to see that Tierney was put down onto the fourth line. Uh, maybe after going minus three against Carolina, this is a bit of a wake-up call for him with while keep, keeping him into the lineup. Bobby Ryan getting a chance with Nemestikov, who has been a bit of a consistent performer since he's come over. He's p- definitely put up points, so maybe trying to spark Bobby Ryan and maybe a physical role as well. And JC Boudin, he's been playing admirably, he got in a fight, he's been moving his feet, and he seems like a hard worker, so good for him to get rewarded and move into that third-line centerman role. Craig Anderson will be between the pipes tonight after Honors Nielsen. First star of the week, had a bit of a debacle in the last game. Maybe a chance for him to sit down, take a day off, relax mentally before getting back in between the pipes. Who knows when? Craig Anderson came in, played pretty well. Uh, It was a bit of a defensive disaster last game, so I don't know how much you can put on goaltending in the last game. So tonight, it'll be interesting to see the bounce back between the pipes for the Senators. Another big topic yesterday on the show was the power play. And I can't see any changes to the power play. Nothing's been reported, tweeted, anything like that yet. I don't know if there will be a drastic change. Gordon Miller mentioned that sometimes you have to blow it up and have different personnel out there all For me, I think the right unit is out there, and you need to keep these guys giving them confidence and let them rep through what's going on. So instead of personnel change, I'd like to see a style change tonight, and that's filter everything to the net. I talked about a clean zone entry in yesterday's show. I think tonight you just got to get the puck deep and battle. It's going to be a workmanlike performance like I mentioned tonight, so if you get the chance to have the man up, work harder than the four guys that are on the ice, get the pucks to the net, I'd like to see lots more shots on goal from the power play tonight. Now if you do want to see a personnel change, if you're in a different camp than I am, it'd be interesting to look around and see in the lineup who would be a guy that would hop in and play on that top line role. and. A guy that I always find interesting is, if you look around the division, Jordan Wheel, the guy that runs the Montreal top power play from the sidewall, and you're probably thinking Jordan Wheel, really, if you're not watching a lot of Montreal games. But he's a guy that, for some reason, is able to come in, and when he has the extra time on the ice. He's just a third-line guy normally in a normal rotation, but when he gets on the power play, he has that extra space, and he's able to get Puck into the hands of the guys that can put it away. So if you're looking for a drastic change, it'd be interesting to see who would be thrown into that top-line role. But something does need to change on that top power play unit as they sit at the bottom of the league. It is brutal. It is less than 7%, as I mentioned on yesterday's show. But speaking of the bottom of the league, Today we have a brand new segment on the show and it is focusing on the bottom. So without further ado, today is the beginning of a brand new segment here on Locked On Senators. With the Senators battling the Devils at the Prudential Center this evening, both teams head into battle as basement dwellers in the East and the entire National League as well. New Jersey a point up on Ottawa who is tied for dead last in the entire National League with Los Angeles and Minnesota. So today is the perfect day to launch our new segment called Bottom Feeders. This is where the fellas and I will take advantage of dates and matchups when the Sens are playing other lowly clubs to focus in on prospects that these teams will be watching as the draft creeps a little bit closer. So with today being the first edition of Bottom Feeders, patent pending, let's take a look at number one. However, before I get into the profiling today's player, I would be remiss not to mention that when it comes to the draft, New Jersey tonight's opponent has an absolute ringer, and his name is Taylor Hall. Last year, he broke the internet with a tweet in April when the Devils won the lottery, and I'll read the tweet verbatim because it's worth it. Here it is. They talk about Gretzky's 92 goals or Sittler's 10 points in one game as records that will never be broken. But winning five draft lotteries in your first nine years in the league, in two different draft lottery eras no less, that is a record that will stand forever. Pretty good sense of humor on a guy that's had some, been on some tough teams and in some tough situations early on in his NHL career. But the Calgary native may be right with that. I don't think that that record will ever be broken. But let's head east to Montreal, where the draft will be this year. And pretty cool that from just 25 minutes down the road, a guy that by the name of Alexi Lafreniere could be going first overall that would make him the third ever Ramouski Oceanic to go first overall. Everybody remembers the 2005 draft with Sidney Crosby where he came out of Ramouski first overall. And let's not forget about Vinny LeCavalier who also won first overall in Ramouski. So interesting to note about Alexi Lafreniere. He was just 26 days too young to be drafted last year. And what's impressive is a lot of people think he would have been up against Jack Hughes for the first overall pick, even though Jack Hughes is almost a full calendar year older than him. But if you remember back, Brady Kachuk was in the same kind of situation. And if we're talking Brady Kachuk here, let's just mention that he's tied for first with Rasmus Dahlien. With 56 points, that's leading his draft class, and that's 11 less games than Dahlien. Not a big deal. But back to Lafreniere where he is no stranger to number one. And uh, his hockey resume is littered with the number one. In 2017, he was the first pick in the QMJHL. In 2018, he was the top rookie in the CHL. And in 2019, he was the top player, so number one in the CHL. So lots of number ones going around here. So let's get into his game a little bit more. Craig Button, director of player scouting at TSN. A guy I respect a lot. I like his hockey opinion, and what I like most about him is he's not scared to make player comparables, and I love player comparables. So for Alexi Lafreniere, he said that Miko Rantanen of Colorado Avalanche is a good comparison, which is pretty exciting for hockey fans as a whole to see a guy like Lafreniere be linked to. Although Rantanen's a little bit bigger at six foot four. He's finished the last two seasons with 84 points and 87 points respectively, which puts him right in the middle of where Craig Button thinks Lafreniere will be from season to season, projecting him about an 80 to 90 point guy, so that's really exciting. But two things that Lafreniere is known for, other than his playmaking ability, is very exciting for Sens fans. So where his skill level takes him on the ice, his blend of size and skill, he's at 6'1", 203 pounds right now, according to HockeyDB. But when he's most productive, he's attacking from below the dots. And that's where his skill takes over. He's able to finish on the forehand, the backhand, but he's also able to distribute the puck. And although he scores a lot from below the dots, it's when you watch his highlights, you start to see his vision take over. And his size and skill are met down low with that vision. And he's constantly finding teammates for backdoor easy tap-in goals inside that home plate zone that hockey scouts and people have fallen in love with. So I mentioned that it's exciting for Sens fans. And as a projected top-line winger, this is why I think it's exciting, because if you can see him up there alongside Brady Kachuk, giving Brady tap-in goals and filtering everything towards the net, that's very exciting and a re- recipe for a perfect storm for Senators fans. So, another reason I think that the Senators are finding success this year is they're their forechecking so effectively. And this is another part of Lafreniere's game that makes him stand out. He's very good at reading plays and then his speed allows him to jump plays and get on defenders quickly and turn pucks over and and get offensive opportunities going the other way. So with that being said, I don't think anybody appreciates good quality turnover numbers more than Sens fans and I'm sorry to bring up Mark Stone, I know that that wound is still raw. So moving on quickly here to get away from that sad time in Sens history. I love the new daily format of our show because I'm allowed to throw stats at you and they don't immediately age themselves because we got a brand new show coming at you tomorrow. A little bit about Ross, Brandon, and I. When we were going to College of Sports Media, where we're all graduates from, We were always told to avoid cliches like the plague, but today I can't help myself. I got a cliche for you because Alexi Lafreniere throws up video game type numbers and I'll throw some at you. After he was taken first overall in the QMJHL, his rookie season he had 42 goals and 38 assists for 80 points in 60 games played. The next season, when he was the MVP of the entire CHL, he had 37 goals, 68 assists, good for 105 points in 61 games played. And this is where I love the daily shows, because I can throw this season stats at you. In 20 games played, he already has 32 assists and 13 goals. Now I get it, if that's a lot of numbers to be thrown at you all at once, I'll break it down to the lowest common denominator. That's good for 1.1. One, 1. Five points per game, which is wildly impressive for this young kid. So while I'm throwing stats at you, I might as well throw one more. J.G. Pajot, he's leading the league this year, making some noise as a plus 15, leading the NHL. So while the topic is hot in Sensland, I'll let you know that after putting up 105 points last season, Lafreniere finished an astronomical plus 52 on the season. So as I wrap up the first ever edition of the playfully named bottom feeder segment, it's interesting to note that it's been four years since a Canadian was taken first overall, and that was Connor McDavid, followed by Austin Matthews out of Zurich as an American, tonight's opponent Nico Heischer out of Switzerland, Rasmus Dali in the Swede, and of course last year Jack Hughes out of the National Team Development Program. So to put a nice little bow on things and to come first circle in our first ever bottom feeder segment, how nice would it be? If a Canadian, for the first time in four years, was headed to the nation's capital, that's it for your Wednesday edition of Locked On Senators, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening, friends. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll catch up tomorrow with the crew.